Hey guys, welcome to the TLH podcast. We hope this week's message encourages, challenges, and helps you grow towards a greater relationship with Christ. Enjoy the message. Welcome. We love you. Templo Hermosa's here. Our pastor loves you. They care deeply about you, about your salvation, because guess what? We carry the heart of our king. We carry the heart of our king. The Bible says we love because he first loved us. The reason that we're emotional, the reason why we worship is because we're in love with a God that has revealed to us, shown us, removed the veil over our eyes and over our heart to see that he is a good God, a God that's there for us constantly. The Bible says even when we are faithless, he is faithful, and God is so good. So right there where you are, I'm going to ask you to bow your head, and let me pray over you, and let's, let's just start in prayer before we even get started. Heavenly Father, I thank you, God, for your grace and your goodness, for the opportunity, Lord Jesus, to be able to stand on this platform and preach of the good news, the good news that is you, that is you, Jesus, that you've taken our place. You became sin so that we may become the righteousness of God. And in this opportunity, Lord Jesus, I pray for every soul and every ear that's listening, my God, that you give them a tender heart, willing to receive these words, my God, words of affirmation, word of love, word that there is a God that's reaching out for them even when they weren't looking for him. Lord Jesus, I ask you to bless this moment. Bless that family that's sitting there together on a couch, watching it on a cell phone, through a a tablet, wherever it might be, even on their television, God. Bless them. Bless their home right where they are. And those that find ourselves, few of us that find ourselves here, God, bless them as well. Give them, Lord Jesus, a tender heart to receive your word. Bless my mouth, God. Bless my tongue. For me and you have spent time together. And you have revealed to me, Lord Jesus, your goodness. And now I share it, Lord Jesus, with them. I give them their bread. Let this bread give them energy. Let them give them strength. And let them, Lord Jesus, give them that strength to continue to move forward. We honor you and we glorify you and we thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Um, Well, I could say take your seat, um, but you're probably sitting on your couch already. Um, Thank you so much for giving us this time, for giving us this moment, this time that you would pause your Sunday night, that you would pause, maybe you already ate dinner, maybe you're eating dinner right now, you know, thank you so much for giving us this time, there's few of us here, and I'm happy, man, I'm not preaching to empty, empty benches or empty chairs, Uh, there's family here, there's a few of us here, but uh, if you find yourself at home, hey, God's available there too, so I'm grateful that you've given us this opportunity, that you've given me at least this opportunity to share what's on my heart, and what I've talked to the Lord about. If you got your Bibles, maybe you got the Bible app. Maybe you don't. You should get it, though. I'm going to ask you to open up. I'm going to ask you to open up to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to go to verse 10. And it's, it's very small, but um, it comes from a place that's pretty powerful. Um, if you're there, I would say, say, man, say, you know, if your daughter's sitting next to you, be like, you got it? All right, download the app. But if you don't, hey, I'll read it to you. Here it goes. This is what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, and it says this in verse 10. It says, this is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weakness. Uh, I've never delighted in my weakness, okay? I'm always trying to, if, if you got some muscle, you better flex it. Okay, I I got no muscles, so I don't even try to flex it. But Paul in this moment is saying, that is why, for Christ's sake, I delight 
in weakness, in insults, in hardships, in persecution, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Not one moment in my life, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm still, we're, we're working, we're a work in progress and getting to a place where uh, the co-worker annoys you and you're like, oh, thank you, Lord, just for the hardships of today. Nah, we're still saying, oh, my gosh, it's Monday. I got to go to work. We got to get us, uh, 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 the family of God, we got to get to a point where Paul's talking about, this is why I rejoice. Obviously, I'm taking this from something that has happened prior to this, to this verse here. And we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna cut all that down and we'll talk about it a little bit. But just, just that verse alone, think about it. This is why I rejoice in my sufferings, in my persecutions. Tell me the reason why do you rejoice. I want to know why you rejoice. Because, hey, if it could help me out, I want to know. So we started, at least I, me and the Lord, we, I, he just was opening these things up to me. And I, I started looking. I was like, man, and this is why. And this is why. And Paul is speaking. And if you understand Paul, Paul went through a whole lot of stuff from being imprisoned. And all of this was for the suffering of God's people. He was trying to go out and preach the good news to get them out of the hardships, out of the things that they were going through. And not only not to get them out, but to give them a hope in the situation, a hope in the season that they found themselves in. We all, sadly to say, but at the same time, it's normal. It's not our first, maybe it's our first pandemic for at least us now. I, I find my grandparents or, or some people that, that, that like my, my dad or, or some people that are older than me saying, I've never seen anything like it. And maybe you're saying the same thing. Hey, this has never happened. We've never shut down America like this. But, but guess what? At the same time, we've also gone through other hardships. Before the pandemic, we had issues. During the pandemic, we got a lot of issues. And guess what? After the pandemic, most likely there'll still be some issues. It's for the rich. It's for the poor. It's for the Christian. It's for the non-Christian. It's for the tall, the skinny, the smart, and the not so smart. <laughs> but that's the thing that everybody, doesn't matter who you are, will face trouble, will face suffering and God allows us and strengthens us in the, in the middle of the chaos. I was on my way to work. Um, I can't remember the day, so forgive me for that. But I, I was on my way to work. And uh, I, I, I started, you know, I was, I was on my way to work. And I, I came across this, um, this, this, this quote. And the quote said, this, it didn't say anything else. It didn't give me scripture. It didn't give me anything else. And I, I honestly, I'm sorry for who said it, but I can't even remember who did. But this is what the quote says. It says, the lamp is free, but the oil costs something. The lamp is free, but the oil costs something. And man, I, it opened up my mind to so many scriptures, so many things that I was up at 4.30 in the morning driving myself to work and I was preaching to myself about the cost of oil. If you look back at scriptures and, 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 and just throughout the Bible, you understand that oil has, has, has a powerful meaning, a significant meaning, that every time that oil is presented in the house of the Lord or maybe or, or just presented to, to, to priests in, in the Old Testament, it's an anointing, the Bible says, that every time oil is poured on somebody, it's, there's an anointing. It's an anointing. We still do it in the church today. Uh, there's times where we pray over you because you're sick. Hey, we'll grab a little bottle of oil. 
And it's not cooking oil, but it's, it's a, a bottle of oil. We'll, we'll anoint your head and we'll pray because we believe in the power of prayer. And we believe in the power of touch, as, the, as Scripture says. But, but there's also power in the anointing. Anointing. Some Christians even like to still go out and anoint their homes before getting a new home. They call friends and be like, hey, can you come pray for our house that it would be a blessing, that, the God, that God would, would dwell in this place? And, and there, I, I know that I did that for my home. But if you, if you go back to Scripture, oil has a great meaning, a big meaning. And, and the meaning of oil is anointing. Every time it was used, it was used for an anointing. There was an anointing on that person, or there was an anointing on, on whatever was being used. It just leads me to think, it's incredible, it leads me to think this. The oil costs something. In order to get oil, and I, I've studied this a little bit, not a whole lot, but I've studied it a little bit. And, 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 and in order to get oil, especially olive oil, olives are really, really hard. Olives are very hard. And in order to get olive oil, first it takes crushing it takes a crushing that's heavy and, and if they have like a a, a a retro old school and i think it's out there in, in jerusalem or somewhere and they they roll this huge stone over after um after they have already pulled all these olives they put it in this this giant um container i guess you would say but it's made out of stone and they roll this huge stone all over it they roll it roll it roll it it's a special season where the olives are ready you grab the olives, you place them here, and you roll this heavy stone till those hard oil, till the hard uh, olives turn into a paste, a thick paste, like a, a paste. And afterwards, they grab these baskets, and they put all this paste inside these baskets. And once they get the baskets, they stack them up about 15 high, and they put them together all stacked up, and they grab this other thing called a press, and they have bricks hanging off this thing to add weight. And then you yourself have to push down on these baskets, and at the hole, there's, about, there's a hole that gets a little wider. And when you press on all these 15 baskets, they do it three times. They do it three times. The first is the best quality of oil. Everything they get out of that first push is the best quality. The second, and then the third. The third is the worst. It's the least. That's what they would use for cooking. That's what they would use for um, things around the house. That's the one that you would take home. But the very first one is the best. That's the ones that people uh, in the Old Testament would take to, the, to, the, to offer it as an offering to the Lord. Notice in order to get the oil, there is a crushing and there is a pressing. There is a, there is a crushing and there is a pressing. I wish I could say something else. But in this season, no one escapes. Everybody's going through the crushing and everybody's going through the pressing. Everybody's going through the crushing and everybody's going through the pressing. Everybody's going through difficult moments. Everybody, maybe I didn't lose the job, but I still got the worry that my, my, my daughter might get sick or my friend might get sick. And guess what? All of a sudden it's like, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you for, for a few months. Maybe you lost the job. Maybe you, you lost, maybe you and your wife lost the job. Maybe if you've gotten the, the sticker on your door that says, hey, if you don't pay up and this following month, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to go. And even worse, maybe you've had a family member or a friend that has lost their life to what is pressing and crushing on everyone right now.
pressing and crushing on everyone right now. The lamp does this. The lamp is free, but the oil costs something. The word of God says this. It says, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light into my path. That's Psalms 119, 105. The word is a light unto my feet and a light into my path that leads me. This, the psalmist was writing this that says, hey, I, I focus on your word and it always strengthens me. It always leads me to where I know. But even more, even more, look at what Colossians says. For the mystery of the gospel and the hope of glory is Christ in you. You want to have hope that one day you'll be sitting next to God in heaven. The hope is Jesus Christ. It says the mystery of the gospel is Christ in you. There is a Christ living within me. There is Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, living, with, living within me. Yeah, the psalmist said the word, but the word was made flesh, and the flesh died for my sin, and he said, I got to go because the spirit of God, that my, because my spirit is going to come, and it's going to lead you, and it's going to wreck you. I got something in me, and we got something in ourselves that is able to light up this what I'm standing on, and it also lights up our path. I got the Holy Spirit that at times it reminds me, convicts me, and says, hey, 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 what are you standing on? And it's a lamp into my feet that allows me to look of where I'm standing out in life. For some of us, honestly, what you were standing on was that job. And it got slipped right under you. And because the job is gone, so is the house. And because the house is gone, so is the arguments have started at home. And because the kids are a little bit loud because they're not in school, it's getting a little bit more tough. You see, the Holy Spirit, through conviction, through word, through encouragement, through different things, speaks to your spirit and reminds you, what is it that you're standing on when the world is being pressed, when the world is being crushed through, through whatever's going on? Was it your job? Was it the guy that you said you would, like, I love him, you know what, we're going to move in together, it's, it's not so hot no more. The word is a lamp unto my feet, and it lights up my path. Because this is a dark moment in the world. And I need some direction. But if I don't got my lamp lighting up the way, I'm going to end up somewhere where I didn't, I didn't plan on ending up. I'm going to be broken. I'm going to be hurt. And not only that, but this is, this is what I want to talk about. The cost of the oil. If it costs something, what, I gotta, what, what, what is it that I got to pay? What is it that I got to pay? In Scripture, this is where Paul, Paul comes into play. Look at what it says here. It says this in 2 Corinthians 12, 8. It says this. We'll start at 7. It says, or because of these, uh, it says that, Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, I will boast all more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. This is where we started reading today. It says, this is why I delight in my weakness. Let me read it again. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, in order to keep me from becoming prideful, in order to keep me from losing my life, in order to keep me from ending in a place that I didn't want to end up, I ended up in a moment of struggle. But guess what? The moment of struggle led me to bow down on my knees and call on the God who would rescue me, who would redeem me, who would save me. It was the struggle that led me to my surrender. It was the struggle. And now, now, not only does he gift you, look at what, look at what the Lord said to him. He goes, and he, this is what he said to me. My grace is sufficient for you. Grace was already given to Paul. But for this situation, God needs to remind him, hey, hey, hey. I got grace for your frustration in this moment. I, I get it. It hurts. I understand it's hard. And I understand it's difficult. But I got grace for your frustration. I got grace for, I get it. You woke up with a bad attitude. That's fine. But I'm not going to take it away, Paul. But even more, look at how gracious is God that he gives, he gives you grace. My grace is sufficient. And then he gives him another gift. He goes, for my power is made perfect in weakness. God is giving him the opportunity to see the, the glory and the power of God. Says, hey, 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 I'm not only gracing you for this time, I'm gifting you with the opportunity to see how good I am, how strong I am, but I need you to lower yourself to a place that I can work. Because if you're full of yourself, if you're going to continue to, I'm going to continue to light up that path, and you're going to stand on everything else, your relationships, your job, your finances, whatever it might be, I can't work that way. I need you to come to me. I need you to get on your knees, and then I will gift you with the opportunity to see that I'm a good God. Paul was gifted, and this is why, this is incredible, because the next verse says, this is why. Imagine every time Paul got in trouble. It says that he rejoiced over his weaknesses. Every time something went wrong, he was finding it. God's going to show up today. I don't know how he's going to show up, but he's going to show up. He's going to show up. He's proven to me. His grace, his grace is good enough for me. His grace is enough for me to keep me on the path. Yeah, I might want to go this way, but his grace is good enough to lead me back. And then on the way on this journey, through this valley, through this hardship, he gives me the opportunity to see his goodness. And now that I'm out of the valley and out of the suffering, I look back. It says, it was my weakness that led to his strength, and it revealed who he was to me. The crushing, the heartache, and God was revealed. See, the oil, in order to make it, it takes some crushing. But this is the powerful part. This is the incredible, incredible, powerful part. I'm trying to remember my verse, but this is what it says. Your ability to remain obedient, faithful in moments of hardship, bring power and produce oil for your next dark, hard moment. Your ability, this is why, because God gifts you. 
God gifts you with anointings, anointing. As long as you remain in the light, God, I'm trying to be faithful. Even, even, even the Bible says when you're faithless, he's faithful. So as long as you're remaining there, as long as you're staying fast, as God, I'm not going to give up on you, but this is too difficult. God, it's just too hard. God, it, whatever it is that you're facing, whatever it is that you're going through, God's saying it. And he's saying, hey, my grace is sufficient for you. Yes, in a zap, I can take it away. But it's keeping you in prayer. It's keeping you in communion with me. It's keeping you in relationship with me. So I kind of like it. I kind of like where you're at because I like the conversations. And yes, I'm going to gift you uh, once this is all over. And I'm going to gift you with this. The power to endure, because we all know, let's be honest, I said it right now. We came into this pandemic with problems, are in problems, and we're going to leave with this pandemic with problems. This is not your first dark moment. This is not your first battle. This is not, your, this is not it. But if God can grace me and anoint me during this season, that means that I could light up my lamp into the next season. Walking and walking and looking down, it lights up my path. I'm not lonely. It's lighting up my path, making secure. I'm standing upon the right rock and that my path is leading all the way to Christ. You need the oil. The lamp is free, but you need the oil. You need the pressing. You need it because you need to be able to have that on reserve to be able, when you go through a dark place, to keep lighting up that light, lighting up that light, lighting up that light. God is so good that he could have just left it, but he gives you. The lamp is free. We work from a place of salvation, not for salvation. We make a big mistake, always trying to please God, trying to do everything and saying, oh God, I want to say one day. No, 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 no. God has finished it. The starting point is salvation. We don't work for salvation. This is my starting point. My journey starts from the moment God, I said yes to God and I received salvation. I don't have to work for that anymore. God is just saying, stay on the path. Keep me. Stay with me. The, the scripture says, Matthew eleven twenty eight 28, says, work with me. Walk with me. Watch how I do it. I won't lay anything ill or, or, Ill or heavy on you. For my burden is, um, I can't really remember that scripture but it goes for my burden is light and my yoke is easy or maybe it goes a little bit backwards but it's what it's what hey just stay with me you want to know how you'll be able to make it into the next because you're losing your mind because you're having a hardship because you you, you can't be able to deal with this and deal with this especially when the thing has been removed what you were standing on like the job and all of a sudden it's removed and all of a sudden it's taken and you're left. I know the end of the Bible. And we win. But I also know what's coming. And maybe, just maybe, and I believe this so, the reason the world is being pressed because we are going to need an anointing more than we ever needed before. Because times are getting tough. And they're only going to get tougher. They're only going to get harder. And we need an anointance like we never needed before. And maybe this is the moment where God is pushing down. Because maybe that's the thorn that we need that will lead us to our knees. 
to our surrender. The lamp is free, but the oil is going to cost you something. It's going to cost you. The, it's going to cost you. This is what it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you faith. You got to have faith. You got to have hope. And you got to have love. And this is, this is what God is trying to produce in you. And look at what it says in Romans. In Romans. Look at this. It says 530. It says this. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because it produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character. And character produces hope. Through the pressing. Through the crushing. God is trying to produce a hope in you. And the reason, the way he's doing that is by... This is what he's doing. Your suffering produces perseverance. I gotta, I gotta persevere. I gotta persevere. I gotta persevere. And after that, it becomes who you are. That's your character. That's a man that perseveres whatever he's going through. That's a man, that's a woman that's persevering through the battle, through the hardships, through the aches, through the pains. All her husband's dead. The, all this has happened. You're still sticking on. You're persevering. And all of a sudden, it becomes your character. And your character is now your hope. You have a hope. When the world is losing its mind, you got a hope. And my hope is in Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith, the one that says, hey, take heart, I've overcome the world. This is our hope. And he's producing through this pressing and through this crushing the ability to endure because our hope is in Jesus. God is so good that he won't let you. No, 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 no. He won't let you. Let's not be a, like the world suffers and it's for nothing. We suffer and we gain. Give your life to Christ and you won't suffer for nothing. You'll suffer and the word of God says this. It says, I will work things all for your good. For those who love me and are called according to my purpose. Yeah, I suffer just like you. But my suffer turns into my gains. It creates a character in me that I can walk in hope, that I can walk in belief, and I'm going to make it somewhere one day. So let us take our suffering. You don't got to suffer for nothing. You don't. You could suffer to gain to become a better version of yourself that God knows that is in the deepest part of who you are. There is a better you, a more patient you, a more kinder you, a more stronger you. And when we walk out through that valley, we're able to look and say, it was in my weakest moments that God revealed himself to me. And now I know him to be a good God, a gracious God, a God that loves me and pursues me all the days of my life. He is faithful. And he is good. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'll tell you a quick story. I was losing my mind. I was losing my mind. I was losing confidence in myself. And I was going crazy. I was being discouraged by people who should be encouraging me. I was being criticized by people who were supposed to be lifting me up. And just like anything, you could only take it so far. And anything can trigger your anger. For the sake of this woman, I won't say her name, but she said something to me 
And it triggered my anger. Because my heart and my soul had had enough. And I lost it and I yelled at this woman, frustrated and angry. Oh, and I love this woman, this woman's attitude. She goes, no, 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 no. She shut me down really quick. You listen to me and you listen to me well. Don't go running back, she said. You don't give up. I don't know what the issue is, but she was correcting me and correcting, but it wasn't the correction that led me to my knees afterwards to call on God for his forgiveness. It was the voice of God that says, listen to someone who has suffered pain, way more pain than you could ever suffer from the loss of a child to the humiliation to being displayed for everyone in the city and the world to see to living her life serving others not asking for a thing listen to the woman who has gone through pain and more pain than you have ever experienced and then I thought of her words and those words became powerful Isaiah in the book of Isaiah this is this is what the good the book says. It's the anointing that breaks yokes. Not the gifts, not the, the drums, not the guitar, not, not, not that I can do this. It's the anointing. This woman spoke hope to me because of the sufferings. You see, it was her sufferings and it was the pressing and it was the hurting and the crushing that now puts power on what she brings to the table. And maybe in this season while God is pressing us all is the anointing that we might need for the next season. Or while we're walking on this journey, we could look at a neighbor and we see him down. And all of a sudden my words are anointing because I allowed God to work in my last season. And this is why Paul says, now I rejoice in my suffering because I get to see him show up every single time. So the moment this woman was telling me, you're going to be okay. Those, wor those words have a whole lot of weight because they carry a whole lot of tears, a whole lot of agony, a whole lot of crushing, a whole lot of pressing, and a whole lot of God's grace favor, love, and mercy. We've all been being crushed and pressed. So in this moment, allow God to do His work. If you haven't received Christ as your Savior, I invite you to do it in this moment. Say, God, I have been pressed, and I have been being crushed, and I am calling you in this moment, Lord Jesus, to forgive me of my sins. I turn to you. I don't want to enter the pandemic with problems, with no hope. I don't want to be in the pandemic anymore with problems and no hope. And I don't want to leave this place and not gain anything at all. I want to be able to gain something that's going to lead to my anointing, that's going to lead to, my, to, 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 to me having a hope that will produce in me a character that always leads to persevere, that always leads to hope. And at the end of this race, when I find myself face to face, 
God would be looking at you and says, well done, faithful servant. You trusted me in your weakest moments. You trusted me. I invite you to make that decision today. Right where you are in that living room. Because we're all going through it. And some of us got hope. And some of us are being crushed. But it's going to be for something good. Something real good. Don't walk around hopeless anymore. Praise God. Let me pray over you. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, God. For your grace and for your goodness, for your mercy. I thank you, God, that you leave us, God. That, that you don't, that you don't leave us. That you don't leave us broken. That you don't leave us without hope. That there's always more with you. That there, even when we can't understand what we're going through, how it's going to end up, we're, we're thinking. But God, you're always there. You're there. You're constantly taking us out. You're constantly reaching your hand out to rescue us from the pits of hell. You're constantly there. And even when our mind tries to make up of how you would rescue us, you're there. You're there and you're faithful and you provide words of scripture like you did today that there is a hope in my misery. There's a hope in my pain. There's a hope in my brokenness. God, so I pray in this moment for the people listening. I pray for the people that decided to tune in that you, Lord Jesus, that now that you have presented yourself to them, that you would go with them and bless them, that you would strengthen them throughout this chaos, throughout their brokenness. That they don't leave this place empty-handed. Your word says that though, though he meant it for evil, though the devil tried to, to ruin our entire lives, you can turn it around for good and do it for them, God. Them who call on your mighty name. Forgive, Lord Jesus, their inequities. And lead them, Lord Jesus, to be able to light their, light, their lamp time and time and time again, be their firm foundation, Lord. I honor you, and I glorify you, and I thank you, Jesus. In your mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys, so much for giving us this time, for giving me this time. I pray that this, this word impacts your life greatly. Hey, you're not, you're not go, you don't have to go through pain for nothing. You don't have to go for pressing for nothing, for the crushing for nothing. We could be able to look at Paul, man, and I, we want to get there to be able to say, I, I rejoice in my suffering. For in my suffering, the power of Christ is revealed. You don't have to suffer alone. Thank you so much. We love you. We'll see you next week. Make sure you're staying on uh, Facebook, catching us on Instagram. There's a lot of things. Hey, if you haven't watched VBS or your kids haven't watched VBS, Take them back. The videos are on there. The crafts are all on there. Take them. It's a funny thing. We enjoy doing it. Uh, and I, I'm, we're praying for you. The church is praying for you that are out there. Church family, we love you. We miss you. We can't wait to. We're all together again. Amen. Praise God. We'll see you guys next week. We love you. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you join us again next week. If this message has impacted you in any way, we'd love to hear from you. Please contact us by hitting the link in the description. Have a blessed day.